Lincoln and Berkman's show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Hello, folks. We're here in uh, Tumball for episode 40. Tumball? So, Stephen, can... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I paid township. Please refer to the Woodlands. Oh, wood... Pay the tax. Woodlands, Township, Harris County, Tumball, City Limits. Yes, it's a real trifecta. Uh, so this is episode 40. Do either one of you happen to know what episode, or not episode, the anniversary of 40 is? Mark would know better than mine. <laughs> I'm getting close to 40 years of marriage. Uh, I'm going to go Ruby. Ruby's Ruby, correct. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Okay. So with that, can, we, can I see the uh, little ship? Where's your shield from episode 30? The pearl? pearl? I can. It's... <laughs> it's, it's... Is it in the box? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I was I was kind of hoping we'd get a chance to put it together, but... Well, you should have said something. We well, could have been playing with it for hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are a mess. Do you have any progress on yours? All the pieces are clipped. So okay. the pieces are separated. How do, how do they attach? I don't know. Okay. Hot glue gun? No. They snap together. Oh, they snap together. Okay. You would know that if you opened the box. Well, as everyone knows, you're the uh, resident gem trade expert, so is there any money in rubies? Oh, yeah. Yeah? A lot of, yeah. In rubies? Yeah. It's a, it's a stone, a precious stone. What are they, what are they going for right now? I don't know. Okay. Well, more than diamonds? No. Less than diamonds? Yeah. Less. Okay. All right, so we each had major trips. Well, Mark's not so much, but major trips. I went to India. Well, I wasn't, but I, yeah, but you've been there enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been there a lot. Hence your global services status. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we've we've each kind of had major trips since the last time we met in August, and uh, just I yeah, I thought I'd mention we're all here face-to-face so this is the first time we've done this so if it sucks it's uh it's because we're all together instead of each in our own house so um maybe i'll start with steven and in the spirit of how we used to do highlights lowlights we'll start with uh steven who's got some nice hardware on his hand there what's the uh highlight lowlight of the maldives um Low light, I'm not sure you can find any. The low light is just leaving. I mean, it is yeah. it is paradise. Um, I now... Uh, it is everything that you've seen in the uh, photos on Instagram. It is beautiful. The water, color, six different shades of blue. The Maldivian people were great. The food was great. Accommodations. I mean... Uh, I will be daydreaming about it until mm. some special anniversary that we trek across the world to get back. Um, but yeah, unbelievable week and a half there. Um, sad to go, but have a lot of awesome, awesome memories. Um, what was like your favorite activity? Like, did you scuba or anything like that? No scuba. Uh, not certified. Didn't want to be left out there. Seen too many bad, uh, you know, movies <laughs> of people being left out there scuba diving. Um, need a bigger we boat. snorkeled. I mean, we got to see. Um, we snorkeled with a manta ray. We snorkeled with lionfish. Here's a fun little story. Didn't realize that uh, 
we come across these three fish underneath this big rock and we're like man those are really cool fish and i'm like in my head i'm like i think those are lionfish they're real frilly and beautiful and crazy fish and we got very close kelly got even closer than me getting some photos of them i mean very close well i go we go back to the room and we're like man that was really cool and i start googling lionfish right yes and uh little did i know there are three there's three things about lionfish one they're rare to see people don't often see them snorkeling make money on they're very aggressive And also, they are deadly poisonous. That oh, if no. you get stung, if you, they hit you with that barb, oh, no. there's no saving you. Really? You're, you're toast. So, needless to say, uh, the next time we went out snorkeling, mm. we saw them again, mm. and we we left a little bit more room because uh, mm-hmm. neither of us wanted to come back in a body bag. Uh, <laughs> so, I would say that was quite unique, but. Um, yeah, the people were, like I said, people amazing, food great, great wine. It's tough to leave, but um, amazing spot. If, if you can travel across the world and afford that and have the time, highly, highly recommend going. You will not regret it. Saw a bunch of dolphins, too. That, mm. was, that was cool. Um, have you spent? Yeah. <clears throat> have you spent any time in a place like that, either in the Caribbean or Mexico, or like, did you have any idea what to expect? That's the first time you've been in a place with like water and coral and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've been to Mexico, been to Hawaii, been to some Caribbean type play, you know, uh, you know, places like that, but I've never been on a place that I could circle the whole island. If you walk right along the water's edge, the entire island was a 14 minute walk. So very wow. small, so needless to say, a big wow. wave Big wave and you're toast. The whole entire island uh, will cease to exist. Uh, but never been anywhere like that to see things like that. When I was in Hawaii, I was a little bit younger, so didn't get to go out snorkeling and didn't want to venture out too far. But I'm sure there was some, I know my brother saw sea turtles and stuff like that. So n- never have laid my eyes in person any, on anything like that. So it was... Um, uh, first time experience for something that beautiful and that that unique okay well i uh and so yeah congratulations to steven for becoming an adult getting married getting the ball and chain oh, doing wow. the honeymoon all that so we did learn um on your faux uh bachelor party that you've never been to vegas never been to vegas and so yeah. we so mark i think we have to make yeah, it a we'll figure that out little golfing little golf and gambling little trip? golf little sunday saturday at the book little late night at the bj tables like i i think blackjack i think that uh gotcha you got might it. like the book because uh, it's it's pretty electric now mark and i probably remember the days because we're a little bit older where it used to be a lot of free beverages. In a lot the book. of beverages. Unlimited free beverages in the book. Pretty much. No longer. Bellagio. No. Yeah. Now, now it's you know you get the vouchers every yeah. time you lay a bet. Wow. So it's a little bit different. Okay. Which I feel like for the kind of cheddar we be putting now, we still be drinking pretty good. Oh but yeah. We yeah I think we gotta we gotta get you out there. Shadow Creek or Wind probably a little unattainable, but <laughs> some of maybe some of the other courses we could get yeah, on. Yeah, thousand a pop, at least. Yeah. But good news, Phil. He's, hey, take, he's taking the done with gambling betting season off. He a little bit too much. He's uh, he's in in recovery, um, not betting football this year. So he's really matured at fifty something years of age. He has. Have you seen him? He's very spelt. Not good enough for the Ryder Cup team. No. But he's in good shape. Um, so for me, so we had a. 
don't know, we wouldn't call it obligatory, but we had a, a wedding trip to France, so we parlayed that into um, an Italy, France trip. So have, have either one, of, so I, I had been to Rome before for work of all things, which is, is pretty unique, but have either one of you been to like the, the coast of Italy, west coast of Italy? No, okay. Never Negative. Italy, no. Nope. So I didn't really know what to expect because I hadn't spent a lot of time in the Mediterranean or the coast of Italy. It's basically, it's very rocky. Hmm. Um, it's it's okay. kind of tough to maneuver. There's like one road, like we flew into Naples, there's like one road mm-hmm. in and out. It's a very windy road. Um, there aren't really like roads that you take inland you basically have to go in and out of this one road and there's a lot of buses that kind of clog up the road what buses clogging roads that sort of thing and then the beaches they're not really like white like white sandy beaches Mm. so but the bet one of the best parts was that the mediterranean was crystal clear believe it or not Mm. uh salt water but very clear it was nice we had uh and just just so you know, just a lecture dynamic here. We happen to be in um, Stephen's living room here in Tumball, Harris Woodlands. <laughs> woodlands, please. I I pay a lot of money to to have Woodlands on my address. <laughs> and we're currently watching the Oklahoma State Iowa State game to uh, powerhouses. Big Twelve powerhouses. Oh yeah. So this is uh, worst Power Five game of the week. In futility, but a lot of other games going on. But I guess the remotes broke. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Italy. Italy was great. It, it just it wasn't the kind of beaches that I expected. Um, and I would say similar to India or Central Europe, like the food is good at the beginning, but then after a while, you're like, I'd like something other than a pasta dish. Um, so we we were able to. Uh, buttress the end of that vacation with Paris and given how cramped and claustrophobic the Amalfi Coast was once we got to Paris we were like this is incredible we loved walking around we saw all the sights the weather was great and actually the uh, there's a place called Pink Mama in case you're in Paris that had better Italian food than we had uh, in Italy not possible yeah, really. Well, I mean, Paris is a world class city, so they got they got all types. So of is Tomball. But what are, are they as unfriendly as they're said to be? The French. I mean, when we were in so so, Stephen, for you, I was I was keeping an eye on it. In Europe, in general, ton of smoking. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically like yeah. But also the in Italy, there was a lot of talking with hands. I mean, there was like I was looking all over. There was a lot of the. The movement with hands. I was doing a couple of the mob symbols, and my oh, wife yeah. told me to knock it off. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there. Yeah, the the smoke. I, it's it's not as high. I think you said something. It was like eighty percent of people smoke. It's not necessarily that high, but um, it was. There was a lot of smoking. I would say I didn't notice the attitude. As much, really. But my wife speaks, uh, you know, a few different uh, languages. You're kind of like a couple toes in. And like so you're... once you try it, and even if you suck at it, like I think that's better than just being like, "Oh, hey, where you know, where's my coffee?" Like that, like you know, like that, that doesn't come across or, as or well. Or speak as louder when they don't understand you because yeah. speaking louder, yeah, yeah. But um, I think you know it was progressive to where it was like Italy was claustrophobic and. 
you know, not necessarily convenient. Paris was more convenient just because it was a little bit more open. And then once we got back to the U.S., we're like, we, we like it over here. So <laughs> it's, um, it, but it's just that Paris has so much. I almost thought that Paris was like a nice mix of the U.K. and Italy, where it's like you get sort of the world-class city, but it's not like, the UK or New York or the US where everything's so built up that it's big city. So yeah. it's, it's got like a bit of culture, but, hmm. um, you know, still has like that modern feel. So how, how was the, uh, how was the trip getting there and getting home? It was, well, it was great due primarily to Mark and his, uh, global services status. So oh. Mark, I think got a, you know, a deposit of a ton of extra, uh, <laughs> what do they call them? Plus points. Plus points. Stevens favorite you know the mileage plus program um <laughs> they're dead so that now that ended up working perfect newark to naples on i don't think it was the dreamliner but uh yeah i mean that that makes all the difference it I, makes it nice that's for sure i was fully i was fully prepared to have to sit in a uh, steven what was your experience without a fully reclining chair for that long of a flight um, so I mean, you're coming, a big boy. So going going there, Newark to Dubai, we had uh, Polaris, which was which was nice, right? Getting off, they gave us a full seventy dollar bottle of champagne to go. We couldn't bring it into the Maldives because is that it's because a it was your honeymoon? Yeah, they, they okay. knew it was our honeymoon. They gave so us you a were little, chatting them up. Yeah, they, oh, part? they were chatting us up. Okay. Um, but coming back, we did uh, Premium Plus, the purple seats. Okay. I would have zero problem really? doing a 15-hour flight really? being 6'5 yeah. in yeah. Premium Plus. It was no problem. Was there a rest? Um, we were the first one of it, so ours did kind of a little flip out, right? But I had a lot of room between me and the bulkhead. I would have no problem doing a 15-hour flight like that again in Premium Plus. Like okay. I would have no problem. Is it is it palatial? Is it is it... Players with the pajamas? No, it's not. But you're getting better meals than economy. Okay. Do you get free drinks? Uh, yes. I think okay. so. Yeah, you do. I think so, and you yeah. you get a little leg rest. And then a little leg rest. But if you get that first row, you get extra leg room. So for me, it was good. Um, it reclines a lot. Rec- yeah, it, requi- it reclines a little bit more than what I expected it yeah. to, and it was wide enough. We were on the side, so it was just me and Kelly. It was just a, it's two, four, two. If you're okay. two people on the side, I would have no problem doing 15 hours in that again. If you don't want to pay for first or Polaris, whatever, that United Premium Plus was was very okay. doable for long haul. All right, good to know. Because I'm sure that's significant savings over paying for full-blown business. But, you know, they, it just depends on what knucklehead you talk to at United because it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a racket. Uh-huh. All right, so let's get to what everybody wanted to talk about, which was Mark's trip. So the highlight. Oh, yeah. Highlight low light of Louisiana. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, guys. It's very similar to uh, the Maldives and Paris. But, yeah, clear water. It is actually yeah. similar to Paris. Very similar. You know, the 42-minute the flight. French, yeah. The 42-minute flight. Uh, it was Were you very, in business? I was I was in um, it one was seat one A. I was in seat I was in seat three A on the one two configuration. Yeah, yeah, pretty on the much. Puddle jumper. Uh, you know, no drink service, but if I needed anything, just to let her know. Of course, you know, because it, it was forty two minutes. 
I'm sure they said, "Hey, we're sorry, Mr. Global Service, yeah, that you had to sit bad. on this little." They felt. Would you like to sit little, in the cockpit? Would you like to yeah. sit up with us? Yeah. Would, do you want to? I was like, but for 42 minutes, I can do anything. You, you want to sit in the jump seat? Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they even took my bag from me and shoved it under the plane because they wow. said it was too big because the plane's so small. Oh, see, no, that's no, no, first class no. service. The the real nice part, kind of like Paris, kind of like Maldives, when you come out and you're greeted with that warm, humid Baton Rouge air. <laughs> It's just, it, you know you're in paradise. Yep. It's amazing. And then when you get in there and you're greeted by uh, the airport staff that also double as, you know, waitresses at, at Waffle House. Okay. Because it's only open. Too far. It's only it's only open oh. four hours a day because there's not that many flights. Gotcha. I don't okay. mean anything against Baton Rouge. It's just the airport's only open for like 15 flights a day. That makes sense. Yeah. So it was great. People were wonderful. I actually really, really enjoyed Baton Rouge, and it, uh, for many of y'all know, that's where LSU is. It's home rule. It was. It was nice. You know, got did work there all week. Had meetings and uh, great food. Tell you, us about the cuisine. Uh, I, I did a lot of seafood. Uh, multiple meals of seafood. The jambalaya is one have you. I think Stephen, you recommended a, a restaurant called Lanyap. Louisiana Lanyap was it not? Very Something nice. Like that. Very nice. Yeah, it was good. I got the Lanyap oysters, their specialty. It was yummy. That was that was all credit to Google reviews. I oh. can't believe you went there over parades. Well, a group went there the night before, and, and and I couldn't convince anybody to go again. So it's the way it goes. We went to a ribs place. It's kind of known. Mm. Uh, and then a, 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 it was phenomenal ribs. I mean, you could take the meat right off the bone. And then there mm. was a, a, I guess a local place that uh, was started there called Walk Ons. Yeah, yeah, Drew Brees. He's an investor in it. It was started by two LSU guys that were There's walking. There's one down the road here. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was really good. It was fun atmosphere, collegiate sports, and all that kind of stuff. It was neat. Um, but the food was good. Stayed at a nice hotel. Everything about it was nice. And then, you know, the 37-minute flight back. Uh, a <laughs> wow. lot oh, no, no, but you were delayed. I was delayed miserably. Because yeah. it had like rain a, for the first time in three We had months. rain in Houston, and so the plane gets here, and three apparently months. the lightning sensor on the plane was all shot. Mm. You know, because it hadn't been used in eight months. <laughs> you know, because we hadn't had any rain. So what I'm hearing is equally good honeymoon destination, Maldives, Paris, or Mal, Mal, uh, Amalfi Coast, or, or Baton Rouge. Rouge. Correct. Yes. Gotcha. Save some pennies. A lot of cheap. Save, save some stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was it was nice. Uh, they just missed a field goal here, live on air. And uh, old piss. Old Miss missed a field goal. Uh, anyway, yeah. So anyway, travels. That's good stuff. Oh yeah, I, I also went to India and Germany in the same time these Yahoos did too. But whatever. I was gonna say, let's not pretend like Mark isn't the most world traveler here. Um, it's okay. I wanted to ask you. Are the oh man so Coach Prime here Oregon up twenty eight zero is is zero a prime number? Oh jeez, that's a good question. Is it? I no, think it is. One say, no, it's 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 only divisible by itself in one, and a zero is not divisible by zero. It is. Oh yeah, because You're zero's welcome. okay. Okay. All right. But y'all heard that here not first. So prime. I don't think so. I'll, I'll double check that, but I don't think zero is a prime number. I, I'll double check. Sure I'm happy out. to be corrected. What was the line on this game, Steve? Twenty-four and a half. Okay, so let's not pretend like Colorado ever had a chance, even no. though they're three zero no. and no. ranked nineteenth in the country. But that was all. TCU agreed. was way overranked. So I wanted to ask you though, Mark, mm-hmm. the the lounge pretzels 
in Frankfurt. Mm. Are they really that good, or is that just his? Is that the Lufthansa Lounge? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is that are you are you just making that up in your mind, or are they really that good? Two thoughts. One, you're on a plane for nine hours. You get off the plane, and you're feeling, you know, uh, a little jet lag, a little tired, a little whatever, and you're greeted by the Lufthansa Lounge. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, First half, Colorado <laughs> versus Oregon, total yards, Oregon 308, Colorado 19. Generally not going to win any Don't ballgames. adjust your set, folks. All right, so... Back to the pretzels. On for on the plane for nine You're hours. You're on the plane. You get off, and the first thing you want is some sort of German experience. And you get to the lounge, and they have pretzels staring you in the face. One, just a salted pretzel. Another one is an unsalted pretzel. And then they got one salted. Looks like it's been dipped in some sort of hard cheese. Hmm. You get that with a nice cold beer. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. You sit over there mm. in the chair. I don't care what time it is. Okay. And it's amazing. And I, I am, I'm like refreshed. I go grab a quick shower, change of clothes. Were you there? Breakfast? Do they have the good eggs? The little runny eggs? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's all nice. Oh, it's yeah. all very nice. The but the Germans pretzel. I love the runny eggs. I eat. The, I, I'll eat two Breakfast or three of these pretzels. Beer. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you get in like they 11, 11 a.m. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, then you get ready for that uh, 10 hour flight down to old Bangalore. Okay, so, you don't get any pretzels there. No. Nah. Maybe pretzels. some kingfishers. Yeah, I mean okay. at best. All right, so they're so they're serviceable, yeah. but oh, yeah. maybe not yeah. the best yeah, pretzels yeah, here. Not the best, this, but, but yeah, good they're enough. good. They're good. Yeah. Well, is pretzel roll on United better? Because no, I know no. great. I did Those are good. that. I Those actually got a pretzel roll worth a damn too. It wasn't Ooh. hard as a rock. Yeah, I had a good one. <laughs> and I, I slid, I slid the Irish butter in the middle of it and let there it melt go. a little. I was oh, happy. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly mm. got to experience her first United mm. pretzel, pretzel roll. And they're very nice. Yep. The main meals were shit, but the pretzel rolls <laughs> and the Sundays were pretty good. Um, I did want to ask, or I mean verify here, so I got a Haddock's hot take. Oh. I actually, so I got a chance to watch a movie on the plane that I think is pretty rewatchable. Oh. So. Top Gun Maverick? Agree? Oh. No. Agree or disagree with this? Black Sheep. <laughs> More rewatchable and better than Tommy Boy. Oh, I, wow. I actually I pulled it up and I watched it and I watched the whole damn thing. I almost wanted to watch it again. I mean, I think I, I know Mark, I know you're a big fan. A huge fan of both. Wait, and you're saying Black Sheep is more I did see that. If, if Steven was like, hey, we're going to have a sleepover and we're going to oh. watch Tommy Boy or Black Sheep, your choice, I'd probably pick Black Sheep. I really, I really like it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's underrated. I agree. It's underplayed compared to Tommy Boy, but I still think Tommy Boy edges it a bit. But Black Sheep is phenomenal yeah. for what. If, if you said you could only watch one for the rest of your days, I think I'd have to go Tommy Boy. But <sighs> I agree with you that Black Sheep is very rewatchable. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's a pretty, a pretty good it's movie. It's pretty good. And it's basically, it's basically the same movie where Spade's having to look after. Yes. Uh, yes. Farley and he's yeah. doing a horrible job at it but yeah. Yeah. I mean it's political just, it's, it's political you know, yeah. versus uh, business ha- and you know do you know what maybe puts it over the edge the top for me <laughs> is Busey as oh, yeah. Sergeant Drake that's right. Savage yeah. like yep. that's with, with the rocket launcher at the end yes. like it's that's pretty incredible so Steven's doing his normal walk around like yep. we get to he's experience walking around like we normally see on most of the pods so 
Oh, give me a break. We'll let him go. It's back to you and me, Mike. It's our show now. All right. So let's move on to these many months in golf. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. So a few things that we missed. So we missed the Lucas Glover hot streak. Oh, man. So he ended up winning at Wyndham Rewards and the FedEx uh, St. Jude in Memphis. Mm. Uh, any idea what Lucas Glover is famous for? Uh, his wife being crazy. Stop. Oh, That's really? he's famous for. What, I would ha- say... What happened? What, oh what's the story gosh. with his wife? You don't know? No. You don't know. His wife was the one that yeah. pretty much told him, like, okay. I'm done with you unless you start playing better because you're a slouch on the this course. This year? No, no, this was no. like uh, five, no. six years oh, ago at least. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, he won Beth Page, the uh, U.S. Oh, Open, yeah. or... No. PGA? Or, yeah, in 2009. I don't remember which one it was, but that was Beth Page. It was at Beth Page. I don't remember which one. I think, no, no, no. It, it was, was the U.S. Open. It was the yes. U.S. Open because that was Phil's fifth runner up. Correct. Heartbreak. Yeah, it was U.S. Open at Beth Page. But I would say behind that number two is his wife being a crazy, money hungry okay. lady. I didn't know about the wife. Is that fair to say? I know he's still married, but I mean, he might, I don't know. All right, we got a dog trying to. All right, all right. All right, so yeah, so 2009, Ryder Cup winner, not Ryder Cup, uh, U.S. Open winner, Beth Page Black, Mm. so beats Phil, Phil has heartbreak, so that's Lucas Glover. Um, Are you surprised that he didn't get picked to play on the Ryder Cup this year, as a captain's pick? Yeah. Really? I'm kind of surprised. You you gotta ride the hot hand. I mean, Wyndham is not a... Uh, tour champion. He's, it's not. That's not one of the tournaments. It's just before. But the FedEx. He won two in a row. Okay. So we. So you all think maybe even I, though he's I, older. I think you ride the hot hand. He was definitely a hot hand. I get that maybe he's not a stalwart in the uh, the uh, what's it called uh, uh, match play whatever. But he's he's definitely the hot hand. Okay, but yeah. it sounds like Steven's concerned that, and maybe ZJ's concerned that in the. Team room, his wife might have like completely destroyed I think, the, the I, dynamics. I, I, I'm not a rumor guy, so I, I think she was married. definitely a liability. She, it, when they were when he was writing out the players, she was the number one on the cons list. Was oh, crazy right. wife might get on the sauce, okay, and destroy oh, the, the sauce team now room. too. <laughs> yeah, she was drunk and she got arrested. Um, oh no! Okay, well let's let's Google Lucas Glover's wife during the break. Um, and then we move on to Hovland. So I know you guys will love this story. Hovland being... Where did he go to school? Uh, Oklahoma State. Fountain Square. So from <laughs> Fountain Square, Oklahoma State, Stillwater. He wins the BMW Championship. And that wasn't at Rich Harvest Farms, was it? Where was the BMW? <laughs> uh, somewhere in Chicago. Olympia yeah, Fields. Olympia Fields. Somewhere in the Chicago Chicagoland area. Um, my, my uncle had a... So I got to see my uncle recently. He had a joke about Chicago. He, I was like, uh, yeah, he's from the Chicagoland area. And I said, uh, you know, hey, Steve, Uncle Steve, uh, you ever make it into Chicago? He says, no, I like to go to Chicago, lead poisoning. Oh, oh kind of like Flint, Michigan? Oh, well, no, the, the bullets. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm, yeah. No, 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 that, I like that. I also call it Chirac. <laughs> Chirac? Isn't that well, a, is that a wine or is that Chirac? I like that lead poison. I'm gonna yeah, he, did, he didn't want to get take it. Uncle Steve's. Uh, didn't want to get lead poisoning. Uncle Steve. So, um, 
But anyway, yeah, so so Hovland, great news story, especially for y'all. He ends mm-hmm. up winning the BMW, the Tour Championship at Eastlake, $18 million mm-hmm. bonus. I know In Stillwater is. dollars, that's like oh, $200 million. Shit, That's $200 million. He doesn't need to work again. He could buy the city twice over. Yeah. I, can't, I still can't believe he lives there. Um, hey, great a, great golf man. course, yeah. cheap living. He's not about the... Yeah. Crazy yeah. professional athlete life, just small town living. Not, you know, does, does Norwegian. He, have house, he probably has a house elsewhere, but he has a I'm house. I'm sure he does. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure he's got some nice yeah. palatial like lodge in the Netherlands or uh, yeah. Norway. There, there no. might be something wrong with him. Yeah, uh, no, but he, he's a good guy. He's yeah. very humble. Yeah. Currently, currently ranked fourth in the world. Mm. Uh, official. World golf rankings. That's pretty good. Pre Marnak here. Oh. Does Hovland win a major in 2024? Yeah. I'm going, yeah. Steven? I already said yes on like episode yeah, 38. Okay. I already yeah. said he wins a major yeah. by the end of next year. Yeah, okay. I'm in. Yes. I'm in. All right. I think that's, that's probably a pretty fair guess, just how good. I mean, I feel like this, was, this year, 2023, is definitely a, a turning point for him. So we also missed the six Ryder Cup Oof. captain picks for ZJ oh, Zach man. Johnson. Um, Did we miss him? We are so we already covered Glover, but ultimately he didn't get picked. What do you all think of Ricky and JT Justin Thomas getting picked, and Keegan and Cam uh, Smith getting not Cam Smith, Cam Young getting snubbed? Jeez. Do you think uh, I? You know I'm. I'm not really a big fan of JT, but I'd say this is this is not the event where you necessarily pick yeah. the top 12. It's there's other dynamics at play. So, you all think uh, Ricky and JT Get out were good picks? Um, Ricky, yes. I mean, I think he's deserved it. He's been a consistent player all I year. Agree. He won the classic. <laughs> um, not so classic anymore. You hate that place, right? Yeah, they're dead to me. Uh, um, but he was consistent all year. Ricky deserved a captain's pick, hands down. Justin Thomas, on the other hand, yes, he's good friends with all those people. Um, he's great in the locker room, but in terms of on-course performance, dog trash. Uh, he has not been good. He really needs a a lot of help. Um, it seems like in this last... Uh, tournament there in Napa he had it figured out he had I think he had a top 10 he's hopefully rounding into shape for it but I would say prior to his captain's pick he did not deserve to be picked for the uh the the Walker Cup <laughs> the U.S. Amateur wow. Walker Cup let alone the, the Ryder Way. Cup um I'm just plain and simple he did not deserve it he got it because of his name and his in his performance in prior um, prior tournaments, which is not what it's supposed to be. So um, again, guys like Lucas Glover and others, I think, really got screwed. I haven't heard them come out saying that, but I'm sure deep down they well, feel very screwed. Well, I think Keegan was the one that Keegan. Was, there he was the yeah. one who was most outspoken, saying that he feels. Like an outsider, he feels like he's got, you know, he basically has to be an automatic qualifier to be on the team. But I, I think, and this is something that's been a theme with Europe for some time, is it's not necessarily 
you know, the best 12 per some stats. It's the best team that you can form mm -hmm. that's going to function well together. Exactly. So the, the people and them getting along, and I think that's why a lot of people are letting this JT pick go, is that even though he's been playing not so great and he's also kind of a horse's ass, <laughs> he gets along well with Spieth and some of the others, Ooh. and he really brings that you know moxie that the team likes in the in the locker room and so then that's ultimately why he why he got picked and that's i think that's something that europe's yeah. been doing for a long time and it's been successful i mean that's pretty low standard but just like friendly moxie that i mean the, that should have been phil then that should have been any of us three guys if it's just about being mm -hmm. friendly in the locker, locker room cracking jokes you know, uh, I mean, I don't know. That, that's pretty low bar if it's about locker room standard versus yeah. bringing the best guy on course. But, you know, JT, I mean, unlike Phil, yes, I, Phil's probably, what is he, 55 or whatever. I think JT's still got some chops in terms of playing. So it's Okay, let me, let, me, let me go a different way. Tiger, then. Tiger can hop around the course. He's great in the locker room. Everybody loves him. Oh. If we're going by that standard, Tiger should have made the team. Well, no, then you make him an ass captain. And put it, that way he's yeah, he's in the, on know. the on the team and in the locker. He definitely is oh, an ass captain. captain. Look at look at what he had to come. Assistant captain. He is definitely an ass captain. He knows, oh he yeah, the ass captain. He's the ass. Okay, boys, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Hey, he was the one that came out. He's the and ass told admiral. Him so. He oh, is the admiral. General. He is the dictator. Four star <laughs> general. <laughs> So, Steven, I think I know the answer to this already based on how you like to watch European slash DP world golf. You like to get up early and have a cup of coffee, but the coverage is supposed to start at about 1 a.m. So, what, Steven, what time are you getting up to watch Ryder Cup this coming week? 6.30. Okay, 6.30. So, you'll miss the, you'll miss the first... The full what, first, whatever yeah. they do, I, I can't yeah. remember if they're doing four ball or four ball first, but you're gonna miss that. I'll so. miss all that, and that's okay. I mean, I, I I enjoy it, but I'm not gonna literally lose sleep to to watch it. So when you get up at six thirty on Friday, are you gonna have any accoutrement to go with? Like you're gonna have like just a, coffee, just not like a maybe coffee Irish Bailey's, coffee? Okay. yeah, maybe Irish. a little Irish, but maybe like a Belhaven or no, no, Boddington. No, no, I don't. No, I don't get. Jeez. I don't know a Boddington's, but okay. um, yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's. Uh, I'll have to look up the name, but there's a great Irish cream that's out of Wisconsin, better than Bailey's. Not possible. Really? Highly recommended. Don't buy Bailey's again. I'll look wow. it up. I'll tell you okay, guys. Okay, look just it up. Here. I'm gonna be visiting friends in Colorado, so I'm not exactly sure like how that works. Mm. Like if I get up at one, I don't even know if they're gonna. It'll have. be an hour earlier. Well, that's true, but I don't know if they're gonna have the channels or whatever. Are you taking Friday off, Mark, or working no. from home? I'm. Uh, I'm gonna be in Atlanta. Oh, nice. All right. That's lead poisoning too. Yeah. I'm. Uh, <laughs> my, my fraternity brothers are going there, and we're gonna watch a baseball game, a Braves game, and we're gonna go to a Georgia Tech football game. You are going there to watch a game, or you're going there to attend These guys a Braves go game? to a different stadium every year. Uh, baseball okay. Game. So they're go you're going to Trust Truist or Trust Park, mm -hmm. whatever the yeah. Braves, yeah. and then you're going to go yeah. to the Georgia Tech game. Yeah. I've been to the Georgia playing? Tech games before. I don't know. Do you Good know game. that the Ryder Cup is this weekend? Oh, yeah. I'll because be you're going to miss all of it. I'm going to watch. 
When are you coming back? So five Sunday. five farms Irish cream. Okay. Sunday. 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 What's the ABV? So you'll be back Sunday, be back so you get to catch the singles at oh, least. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to ask, and I want to ask both of you, and then we're going we're gonna to go through the recent history anyway, regardless of what you say, but what is the most... No, not that's not correct. What is the furthest back that you can remember in terms of Ryder Cup history? And Mark, you're obviously the oldest, so... Wow. You're going to go the farthest back. Farthest back. What's I mean, the, that I can remember... Yes. That... Like vividly coming back to me is obviously the the putt with the the what is it? I don't know, ninety five foot putt that Justin Leonard. Ninety nine. Yeah, yeah with the picture from line. Sure. That's okay. that's probably the most vivid memory. I probably I mean I know I sat and watched Ryder Cups before that with my dad. I, I just I ninety nine Brookline was probably, the same for me. What about you, yeah. Steven? Um, honestly, I, I watched a little bit before, but the first time I really got into it was twenty twelve. Medina. Medina. Yeah, Medina. Medina oh, wow. is when I really got into it. But yeah. I remember Ryder Cups before that, but yeah. vivid memory. Ninety nine. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. So I so you and I are on the same page. We're, we're both old balls. So it's ni- ninety nine <laughs> at Brookline mm. with the horrible shirts and, and Crenshaw. Oh, terrible. And then so I was surprised, Stephen. I thought you might have something in between ninety nine and twenty twelve. But so here's my thing. I good remember Lord, watching is he it young. Be- yeah, I remember good. watching it before so young. then, but when I really got into it and really understood and really enjoyed it how it should be was twenty twelve. Mm, okay. That's when I watched all three days and was super intrigued and interested. Okay. And can I just say that your lovely wife has made me an espresso martini? That so is pretty impressive. All future pods may be here, person at in Tumble. Right. Tumble, Texas. Pretty good deal. All right. All right. So let me let me take you through, and and I'll and as we go through this, I'll ask if if there's anything y'all remember. So first one I'll start with is 1985. This was in the, at the Belfry, and Europe wins. 16 and a half to 11 and a half. Jeez. And so this was the first U.S. loss since 1957. Yeah. So it had, up to this point in 1985, it had been completely one-sided with the U.S. winning everything. Mm. And so just just for our uh, casual listeners that don't know, the the Ryder Cup is a biennial event, which means uh, every other year. Yeah. So 1987... Was at Muirfield Village in Ohio, and so this was—I I can only imagine this is like Jackie Baby Nicholas, like this is his home course. Jackie Baby, yeah, his home course. He's the captain, you know. His—I think that at this point the course had been open for maybe like ten years or so, and uh, he's thinking, okay, this is a walk in the park, and Europe actually ends up winning fifteen to thirteen. So then we get into nineteen eighty-nine. They go back to the Belfry. An original um, Europe retains fourteen fourteen. So um, after you know not winning for fifty years, coming into nineteen eighty five, they then uh, win for three years in a row. So now we start to get into where there's some uh, decent competition. So then nineteen ninety one, this was Kiowa. Mm. Do we do either of you know a Kiowa in nineteen ninety nine? the shore. Worth the shore. Oh yeah. Um, the this shore. is where uh, Cal Quebecia oh, yeah. ends up crying and walking into the water oh, afterwards because yeah. he's so distraught. Oh wow, he tried to drown himself. Oh, he tried to drown himself. 
Well, Kalkabeki is really a loose cannon, so. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, so, U.S. ends up winning 14.5 to 13.5. I believe Faraday oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, played in that one as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, this was with the uh, the Spaniard, Seve Ballesteros. I think that for some time, I if, if I think back to in recent history, the Ryder Cups where we had the most bad blood, it was uh, Kiowa. That was big. And then oh, yeah. also uh, 99 at Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. That's where we oh, yeah. pissed off the Europeans. We, we didn't make them happy with running onto the green after that putt was made. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was or maybe, yeah, maybe even before play was over. Oh, yeah. But, Jeez. Uh, so 1993, um, back at the Belfry. Yeah. Good okay. lord. Yeah. So that seems three, like they're really uh, going to the like they they have a home course advantage and they keep going back to. Is that like, illegal? Yeah. Where do we win the belt? Uh, they get the well, pick. They get the pick. Um, but actually, the U.S. So 1993. Oh, this yeah. this year is extremely important because the U.S. won in Europe, and you're not gonna ever. Hear us utter that phrase again. Um, Whoa. Whoa! Not even this year. Wow! Well, I Already mean, call not, the pick. Not at least in historical terms. Okay. Um, I'm not saying it'll ever happen again, but at least in terms of history, um, it never happened. Oh, so Stephen is right now seeing to it that his dog uh, can no longer be happy with toys. <laughs> but um, so then we get into 1995. Uh, okay. This was at Oak Hill. Yeah. And so Europe ends up winning here, 14 and a half, 13 and a half. This, uh, the, you know, 1995 Oak Hill, whatever, U.S. loses, normal. Uh, this happens wow. to be the first of 12 appearances for, can any of you guess? Most most appearances in Ryder Cup history. First Which, of, what year? 1995, first of 12. Phil. Phil the Thrill Mickelson. Yes. Total record eighteen twenty two and seven. See, he should have made the team this year. I'm telling you. <laughs> Maybe as an ass captain. Uh, nineteen ninety seven. Ass captain. Captain. A A assistant to the regional. Jeez. Nineteen ninety seven. Valderrama. So this is in Valderama. Spain. Uh, Europe wins fourteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. Ninety nine. We've already talked about ninety nine. Brookline. U.S. wins there. Fourteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. Bad form. Uh, that's remembered for the terrible shirts and uh, Crenshaw saying he had a good feeling about it. And they ultimately oh, yeah. ended up winning. Two thousand and two. Back on the European soil. Any guesses where we played? Belfry. The Belfry. So hold on. Did we play at the I'm Belfry? Is yeah. that? There's there's something going on there. Do you remember that episode where uh, Seinfeld or Steinbrenner's like, I've had to fire a lot of people over the years, George. Billy Martin. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Billy Martin. Yeah. Billy Martin. Billy Martin. That's what it feels like with Many Belfry. Times. So Europe wins 2002, 15 and a half to 12 and a half. And uh, this is, I feel like this is kind of where the comeuppance start again. Oh. So 2004, Oakland Hills. Hal Sutton's the captain. This oh, is yeah. an absolute ass waxing. Yeah, Europe good. wins 18 and a half, 9 and a half. This not is, good. I think, the largest margin of victory up to that point. They had Tiger, they had Phil, they had DL3, they had oh, Furyk, Toms, dude. DeMarco. Listen, listen to this European team, though. Longer, Podrick, Sergio, Darren Clarkey, Miguel Angel, who you've met. Oh, yeah. Lee. 
uh, Casey, McGinley, Poulter, Donald, team. and Colin. So that's, I mean, that is a hell of a team. That's like, I don't, that might be an all time Ryder Cup team, oh, yeah. and they, uh, Europe ends up winning 18 and a half, 9 and a half. 2006 is at the K Club, and mm-hmm. I think that's in Ireland. Yep. Uh, and that, that'll be an upcoming venue. Europe wins again in Shocker. an ass waxing 18 and a half, 9 and a half. Uh, at, I mean, honestly, Tiger, pretty low par Ryder Cup player. He's he's part of the biggest mm-hmm. losses in Ryder Cup history for that 2004 team and that 2016. Well, he's playing two roles. He's playing player and ass captain. I mean, it's a lot on his shoulders, okay? <laughs> I think you mean it's, something different by that word. Yeah, right? but it's a lot on his shoulders that he's trying to manage and please, you know? He just, I just He's think trying to that, please the fans and the ass captains. I mean, he was a great ass captain he in was. 2006. Oh, but yeah. I just think that there's something about these big star players that these types of team events just mm-hmm. did, did not suit well. So 2008, Valhalla. Is this when we had the uh, the committee? When did the committee start? So two, No, yeah. not, not so yet. Two, no, so 2008 was a precursor Pre. to the committee. Okay, got it, got it. So you'll of course right. know that the captain was Zinger. Yes. And so the U.S. ends up winning 16 yep. and a half, 11 and a half. This yep. was, I would say... The the beginning of the end for Europe, but not really. Um, so Azinger forms the pod concept where basically the, you know, he, let's just say he picks three players and he says, okay, each pod of three players gets to pick who they want their fourth player to be best on who best fills. Now this was quite the hodgepodge ragtag group. Some of the people you may remember, AK. Oh yeah, dude! Anthony Kim was electric, and it's sad we only got him for a couple years. He is—he is one of my favorite golfers of all time. He was electric. I remember he was living in the Dallas area, and he was living off insurance or something. Yeah, like yeah. He's living off his insurance, his medical insurance, because like if he comes back, he he loses out of millions of dollars. So it's not even worth it for him to come back because if he plays one tournament, he loses the rest of it. That's actually the first tournament that I, I take it back. That's the first Ryder Cup because I remember him on that first tee, him and oh, yeah. Bubba, oh, yeah. getting everybody going. Everybody so I take up. it back. It's not 12. It is what? 2008. 2008. Anthony Kim. That's when Rory was late and had to get driven. That so was Medina. That's when yeah, he that met. Oh, that was Medina. Okay. But this was but Anthony Kim with so the belt listen, buckles. But listen to oh, some yeah. of these. So Kenny Perry was 48. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who else, though? That has no business playing golf. He's more likely to be a fisherman and wrestling alligator. Oh, Bo Weekly. Bo Weekly. Boo Weekly. Boo Weekly. Yeah, sorry. Boo <laughs> Weekly. Bubba, uh, Bubba Weekly. Boo Weekly. That's Boo right. Rumpasado. Boo Weekly. Boo Weekly was the best. He was, like he's, him. uh, what's that, the comedian? Um, oh. You think there's somebody like Boo Weekly? He's, he's equal of golf. Oh, Larry the Cable he's Guy? He's like Larry the Cable yeah. Guy of golf. Can't but I, pants. but this team, so you, so you get all these ragtag people together. They end up kicking some serious ass, and that, and I think, so 2008 should have been the blueprint for how to win. It tells you everything mm-hmm. you know need to know about having teams. Doesn't matter who it is, it's about picking good people that can fit in with the team. So then we go back. So it's like the U.S. wins, they lose the next three years. So they lose at Celtic Manor. Colin's the captain. Colin, so yeah, Captain Colin. And do you remember any... So, Stephen, so this would be start to 
maybe when you remember, do you remember anything about Celtic Manor specifically? I remember a lot about Glen Eagles in uh, 14, 14, but I d Celtic Manor, so, no. Do you remember anything about Celtic Manor? No. A lot of rain. Yeah, so they actually got delayed the into Monday. Oh. They changed the format. Do you remember Jeff Overton? Yeah. Jeff Overton. So Jeff Overton. Randy Overton fame. From my great state of Indiana yelling boom baby, which is from yeah. Slick Leonard and the Pacers. So he uh, ends up, and uh, of course you don't remember the Hunter Mayhem chip because you've blocked oh, that. We, we, I, I, can, I can literally still picture it. But actually, that that chip had no bearing Correct. on the outcome. No, of the no bearing on the outcome. But he was crying in the press conference. So anyway, okay. so twenty twelve Medina. This is Stevens' first one in memory. We end up losing eight. What? AK. I told you. I forget. It was. I. Th I was mistaken. AK. Bubba Watson. I remember. Oh wait. Well, Watson. Okay. So so oh eight. So AK. Yeah. AK okay. was one of my favorite players. Okay. So Medina, so Europe ends up winning 14 and a half, yeah, 13 and a half. Last day. Oh, Heartbreak in tough. Chicago, yeah. miracle at Medina, whatever. Um, I already gave you the Uncle Steve Chicago lead joke, so I won't yep. give you that again. I actually went, old friend Bauer, Ooh. Friday and Sunday. I was I actually there that. on the grounds. Oh, so this was invite. before it got too big and blown out of proportion with social media and everything else. Remember, Rory show, Rory's overslept. Yeah. Yep. And somehow yeah. some local jackass sheriff ends up escorting him in. Come but on. you remember who woke him up? His wife. His now wife. Future wife, yeah. right? Um, that was also when... So this was DL3 was a captain. In my opinion, totally butchered it. Phil and Keegan end yeah. up... You know, they... I forget who they decimated, but they were an unbelievable team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, I think they go into Sunday up 10-6 and, and end up losing. So that was an absolute... It's not easy to do. Heartbreak for me being there. I totally soured me on deal three. 10-6. And I think that despite what Zinger had taught them in 2008, they had forgotten that yeah. by 2012. So this is their second loss in a row. Then they get to 2014. Which is probably one of the worst Ryder Cup years of all time. They play at Glen Eagles, not in Oklahoma. Dallas. Dallas. Uh, or, oh, Dallas. was it? Plano. It was Dallas. in Dallas. Plano, oh, not in Plano. Yeah, yeah. Plano. Um, the, the, the fancy one in England. <laughs> so Europe ends up winning. course is pretty nice. 16 and a half to an 11 and a half. And uh, when it's over, Phil... Uh, has the fillet of Watson during the press conference, so that was three straight losses, and so it it took those three straight losses to remember what Zinger had done in order to to gain success, and so you know despite you know despite Watson, so believe it or not, 1993, the last time that they won in Europe, that was when Watson was captain, but. Um, Despite that, 2014 totally tarnished his reputation, so he's not yeah. remembered well at all, unless his complete goal was to change the way that okay. we did the Ryder Cup forever. I mean, some of the stories that I've heard about how he, you know, they, like on Saturday night, they brought him a replica Ryder Cup trophy, and he completely shit on it, yeah. and he was like, you all are terrible. And so, so maybe Watson's goal was to be like 
so just such a lightning rod as to change the way that we did things forever within the Ryder Cup. So 2014 disaster in Europe, and then we come to Hazeltine. 2016, mm. 17-11 to 11 U.S. wins. I would say, so this is the new, this is the new, new era. Yeah. The new beginning to the end, similar to, to 2008. I loved this course on TV. Yeah, it was great on TV. It was uh, Hazeltine and Chashka, yep. Minnesota. Um, absolute beautiful course. Great time. Actually, I mean, are we going back wagon. there? I'd love to go back. That would I awesome. think, yeah, future venue Man. is in Hazeltine. It harkens me back to the 2008 Valhalla because of some of the ragtag folks they had on there. So Jimmy Walker, mm-hmm. friend of the pod, ZJ, <laughs> yeah. Brant Snedeker, and the Bash Brothers, Ryan Moore and J.B. Holmes. Yeah, and All, Bubba was an ass captain. Bubba, yeah, Bubba may have been on his team. I don't, I don't no, know. No, I thought Bubba was an ass captain. Do you think, I, I, I might bet you a shot at the uh, interim here that he was on the team. But we'll, In 17? In 16, yeah. We'll see. Oh. Okay, okay. 17 right. was present. You're right, you're right. Okay. So anyway, Hazeltine, um, you know, starting to basically find our form here in terms of these, these team events. You would think. Then there then was... Then there was... 2018 at Le Golf National. Then in, uh, it all came apart. In Europe. And um, this was... Uh, and honestly... This is really for me the first time that I remember course setup. Oh yeah, coming into the conversation and home home course. And so, 2018 Europe wins 17 and a half, 10 and a half. This is an absolute abomination. It was close from the beginning. I mean, Ferrix the captain. This reminds me a lot of when Hal Sutton was captain because it's a it's a hell of a team, right? It's Phil. At 48, albeit. Tiger at 42, coming off the Masters. Yeah. Um, but it's a tricked-up course with, you know, fairways as wide as Stevens foyer here. And um, it just... I I feel like, for me, yeah, like this was the first time where yeah. course setup mattered. And, yeah. and they just... And you had... Uh, who were the two guys? Fleetwood and Molinari. Uh, just, they couldn't miss... Couldn't miss, didn't lose, yes. ended up just fleecing the U.S. And so, um, you know, we think, okay, 2008, we have something, then we lose three times in a row. 2016, we figured something out, then we get worked in 2018. And so we come into 2020, back in the U.S., it's the biggest win of all time. It was at Whistling Straits, Wisconsin, with, uh, or is that Michigan. Wisconsin. 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 Yeah. With Stricker as a captain. I didn't love the course on TV. I liked Hazeltine oh, a I lot better. Hazeltine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hazeltine for sure. But I thought it was unique with it Lake Michigan unique. right there. Very I mean, unique. I thought it was cool. I agree. So anyway, Stricker ends up yeah. winning 19-9. Biggest win of all time. Yeah. Also happens to be the youngest U.S. team mm-hmm. in history. So something there. Adam Schorfler. Schor- Fleet- Fleetfooted. Bryson, uh, Bryson, oh, Cantlay, yeah. Cantlay yeah. Yeah. but they end up boat racing Padraig, no. record nineteen to nine margin. So I think you know I would say with the live fracture that started to happen, I thought okay, this is going to be an automatic win for the U.S. in twenty twenty three. 
at Marco Simone in Italy and Rome. Marco Simone. But, I mean, quite honestly, I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty close. I agree. And, you know, the captain is EJ. Zach Johnson, I don't particularly care for. I think he's a bit of a dweeb, yep. if you will. But he's got a chance to be in some extremely rare air. Rarified air. So he's already won a Masters. He's already won a British, a British Open at, at St. Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he the two coolest majors, I think. Yeah, and now he's got a chance to win in Europe oh. Ryder Cup for the first time since 1993. So what is that? 30? 30 years. 30 years. Yep. So, ZJ's got a chance. I don't... He doesn't particularly instill confidence for me. All Uh, the intangibles aren't there for you is what I'm hearing. So, Marco Simone, Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a particularly tough course. It's it's deemed a tough walk spoiled. (laughs) Where where have we played that's a tough walk spoiled? Uh, That would be Beth Page where it kicked our ass. So well, some of us. No debate there. Most of us. There are a few of us. Massive elevation changes uh, at Marco Simone. It's uh, ten miles northeast of Rome, and uh, this is interesting. So the superintendent, who happens to be female, which doesn't matter, was the lead staffer at Lay Golf National. Oh, oh here we go. So we've repurposed. Home cooking. Yeah, we've. <laughs> We've repurposed her to uh, set up Marco Simone to give. Uh, so this is all. This is going to be about straight driving. That's all it is. The um, the I don't know that the narrow uh, the narrowways the fairways are That's as they narrow. Should be the narrowways the fairways are as narrow as Lake Golf, but they're pretty narrow and the rough is extremely thick. Um, so I, uh, you know, I don't. I I think. This was supposed to be a route, given what happened with Liv and the teams and Sergio and Poulter and all them not being there. But when I look at the teams, I think it may be it may be close. I agree. So we'll maybe we'll get to totally. uh, take from Marnak and also Hadnack just you know later <laughs> to see what they think. But um, it's a it's an event you know that has special history. It's just incredible to me, since the first time that Europe won, how much they have won since then, and how impossible it's been uh, to win on foreign soil. Would anyone like to make it particularly interesting to see if the daily video is still up on the champions, uh, the champions golf scores? Sorry, on ESPN. Oh, I'll look. Probably. I mean, it's got to be. Why'd you take it down? That's one of their best videos. Let's take a look. Do you have anything we're shooting here, Steven? Sorry, say again? Do you have anything we're shooting here? Oh, because of my Bubba? No, 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 I'm just saying like if we were to make a bet. If it's still up? On whether or not this video is still here. Uh, Yeah, I got plenty of good stuff to shoot. Uh, Steven's internet's not real good. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. It's a little bit. It's a little I'm bit very marks. nervous. <laughs> what are you nervous about? I'm just nervous about whether it's still there. What does that say, Mark? Mark can't Holy read that cow! Daily reflects on first win since 2004. It's still there. What is the problem over at ESPN? They, I mean, I just think that 
the traffic is so low that they don't, it's not even they don't worth care. taking it down. They're like this one IP in <laughs> Northwest Houston. It goes every week. That's our only traffic. Probably. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, same with probably tennis. All right. Wow. Just a couple things to run I off mean, golf. So, uh, did you see the Jimmy Walker sour grapes story? No. Oh no! So they've they've changed up something with the with the ranking. <laughs> Mark's trying to get out of here. They changed up something. They changed up something with the ranking. Really? And so he yes, where the top one twenty five used to automatically qualify for the PGA Tour. He's one twenty four. Oh. He didn't know that there were changes made. So Ooh. he's. So he's got some sour grapes. Sour grapes. So some, he's not getting automatic for next year. I think that that's right. So our oh, friend no. Jimmy Walker. Wow. Which friend of the pod. Way back, 2017. 2016. You had Stephen had the shirt on. Oh, um, you're right. Before I spilled sauce I all over it. Soiled it. <laughs> Before he got sauce all over it. Yeah, I need to go soak that. Probably a good idea. This other thing I wanted to mention was there was a golf.com article oh. about. How to stop shanking the ball? Ooh. But it gave ten ways. Oh, and I think if you got if if you're thinking about ten ways to stop shanking the lot. ball, you already got way a too lot. many. You got a lot, a lot of swing thoughts. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be reading an article about uh, no. shanking them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass if you got <laughs> ten ways that you're trying to stop shanking the ball. It's a bit of a <clears throat> programming note here, so I, as you could probably tell. Uh, we're starting a second part of Pod Forty, um, so we had a we had a pretty good time oh. at Stevens. Actually, <laughs> I enjoy now this pod just a little more because I see where Steven sits when he's at home, and I was I was in I believe I was in that exact chair. Oh yeah, you were when we were at Stevens' home on Saturday. This way, kitchen that way. Can see it all, Here. other than the intruders behind you. Yes. It, it kind of brought it for me. It brought back the good old days of kind of the consequence-free Saturdays. Um, oh yeah, a little bit of you know football on TV. Not used to that. Um, you know, chicken with bones in it. Not used to that. Um, Real stuff. Pretty mm-hmm. good beer though. So, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this a little unconventional like but we'll start with everybody's favorite segment the old drink review i'm gonna take a page out of the old man's book and i'm gonna your choice either you can reveal something sorry review something in real time or you can review something that we had uh during part one your dealer's dealer's choice so that i'll start with the old man i mean you guys all know i don't go halfway I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever review something I drank before. Um, <laughs> but tonight he's I got gotta, memory problems, folks. Yeah, whatever. Um, I, hey, playing it fast and loose here on on episode forty. So much so that we had to start and stop. Uh, <laughs> I got a real treat for you here on on number forty. I'm going back to my friends at Paradigm Brewing. Uh, I heard and I saw that they had a special Oktoberfest. Uh, I picked that up, actually brought it over to you boys on Saturday. I think mm. you all enjoyed it. Mm. Um, it was very nice. I'm just a huge fan of the Oktoberfest uh, and Paradigm. I have not had a beer there that I have not enjoyed. Um, I'd have to say the Oktoberfest might be the finest 
so far that I've tasted. And I've had a lot from Paradigm, uh, a lot of varieties. Um, and I think this is one of the nicest, crispest, that's the word, crispiest, crispest, most crisp. <laughs> um, shut it. Uh, Oktoberfest I've had, great flavor, truly gets me in the spirit of fall. The balmy 81 degrees outside right now makes it feel like it's 71. I don't know, chilly almost. Um, great beer, great taste, good uh, first uh, sip down to the last sip. Um, I just, again, I think this embodies what Oktoberfests are all about. A little heartier, little, uh, little, little, little beefier taste than maybe what I'm used to with my lagers and my pilsners. And I like it a lot. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And again, this is both brewery and beer. I'm giving this five lawnmowers out of five. Highly recommend. Get it while you can. Question. Get it. Oh yeah, HEB here in uh, the Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin metro area, because that's what it feels like these days. Uh, any of your local package stores like Specs, Total Wine, seen it at both. Um, sorry, I've seen it at Specs for sure. Total Wine okay. might have been a lie, but yeah, I, I, it's 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 around town. I highly encourage people to go get some great stuff. Okay. Yeah, no, I liked it when you brought it over. I thought that was definitely oh, yeah. winner. It's definitely, and again, I know uh, Sam Adams' Oktoberfest is lowered in a ranking, but it definitely Man. beat Sam Adams. And it, and it beat by a thousand miles the Sam Adams' Jack O that Mike oh, brought. Mike geez. brought us his trash. I thought he was Mike trying to poison us, us Stephen. I, I mean, I, it was pretty pretty bad at the end. Mike's like, "Yeah, I was going to throw it out, but I decided to bring it over." It's like, "Wow, that's that's our friendship." All right, that would have that would have killed your grass had you poured it out in your grass. I it mean, was it's just way it's it's kind of hard to describe. So, um, so Stephen's talking about what had been a perennial favorite, which was the Sam Oktoberfest, and if you'll recall, in a in a previous episode we had taken a look at the Samuel Adams remastered Boston lager, which ended up being trash and fiddled with too much. Mm. And so I feel like they did some sort of remastering for their Oktoberfest in the background. And, and we all agreed and it, it, it could have been a bad batch. Cool. Who knows? But I feel like I've had a few batches this year. It's just not the same. And there's, and, and especially when you compared it relatively to the paradigm, it was definitely not as good. And, and I remember it being extremely good last year. You know, what was no longer available too early in the season, all that sort of stuff. I don't feel that way this year. Now, this mm-hmm. Jacko pumpkin by Sam, I don't really know how you describe that. It was too sweet. Um, like it was a bit of uh, allspice, like a yeah. egg, like overload. Like it was. Um, yes. Too much. It's not enough beer. I don't. I don't. I don't really know what the, it was. It was almost like it was some yes. sort of like, like a malt, or Mike's hard or so, something like that that tried to be like a pumpkin yeah. something and just didn't have enough mm-hmm. enough beer yep. kick. So we're trying too hard. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, I'm with you. Hmm. So Stephen. Um, Thanks for taking care of the Sam corner. Any anything else you wanted to add? <laughs> that's and that's fine. If not, I don't don't let Mark's laughing throw you off. I just I'd wanted to give you the any anything I want to add to to the Oktoberfest or do, are you saying do I want to add to a review? 
this segment. Um, everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite. Uh, well, speak. I mean, just Oktoberfest. I mean, I was at uh, Total Wine no, you, the other day. You oh. Do you have, have something I, you want to review? Good. Yeah, night. you yeah, think we've done this thirty-nine times? You have that's what I just asked. Yeah. Okay. Do I have anything I would like to add? Like I thought it was in regards to <laughs> Mark's comments. Uh, no, Mark's no. anything yeah. you would like to add before this portion of the segment comes to me. Yes. You okay. Hey, Nance, like you're, you are, you're, you're, you and you're Romo in us here, right? Nance, like you normally go, all right, over to you, bourbon hunter. Like, yeah. And make then the it, transition. Then it's a clear segue, but I thought it was Jeez. like, Hey, you got some more comments to add yeah. on this Sam Adams mess. And I was like, well, <laughs> Okay, over lesson to lear- me. Lesson learned. Do not it's give an option where it's rusty. Un- yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. All right, Bourbon uh, Hunter. You got there you go. Uh, yeah, I got a treat. There we go. All right, now I get where yeah. we're going. Um, yeah, so I, you know, y'all got, when y'all came over, you got me in the beer kick again. And Ooh. as I texted you guys yesterday, I had to make a little journey over to Total Wine to get a nice beer that uh, Mike brought over and introduced me to. I won't give it away because Mike, you might review it at some point. I don't know. Um, I'm going to just, I, I won't give it away. I, you know, I don't you care. Can you can even one. review it if you'd like. No, I got, I got the other one. So when I was there, it was a bit of a mess. The, the right where the label was and I checked online, there was stock. And so I was like, okay, I'm clear to go. I get there, well, the label's on the shelf and the shelf is empty. And I'm like, shit, you know, it's good when it's empty. Mm-hmm. Had to go to customer service. Don't worry, sir. We got eight cases of it. They're just up top. So Ooh. they got plenty more where that came from. Um, so I picked up two six packs and I let them know I'd be back for more. Uh, mm-hmm. So so keep, a, so keep a pallet for me. Um, but when <laughs> I'm standing there waiting on the guy with the ladder to go up top and pull it off the top shelf, um, my eyes gaze to my left in this little crazy, and I was like, oh, I know that logo. Mm-hmm. That's Martin House. And I was like, let's see what the bear's up to now. Well, the bear's gone all blueberry, blackberry on me. And it's a, yeah, a little, little psychedelic. I'm sure this thing glows in the dark too. It's the uh, Martin House Brewing Double Berry. It's a sour ale with blueberries and blackberries. So I was like, all right. Martin House, you know, you've kind of crapped the bed on one of your best ones, but I'm like, I'm willing to give your other stuff a shot. Had some good <laughs> ones, the watermelon. I've had some bad ones, but, you know, this one is, uh, it smells exactly how you would taste, exactly what you would think. It smells just like, you know, blueberries and blackberries. It's not overly sour. It, um, it actually is is very nice. Like it's it is it one that I would go out and search for? No, but if I'm craving uh, like a fruity sour, it's not bad. You have to like blueberries um, and blackberries to enjoy this one. Uh, but actually, pretty good. It's definitely um, maybe my third favorite one I've had by them, but pretty good. Mm. But they, I will say that. For this beer, they do charge quite the premium for a four pack comparative to six pack others. So, Martin House is uh, thinks very highly of himself for their four pack beers. I will say that, but pretty good, good, good flavor, not overly sour, but just pretty much on point. 
So it doesn't, uh, it's not like too, too pungent in terms not of too the pungent. Okay. It's not uh, bitter beer face sour. Um, it's, it's actually quite nice. Well, and one of the great travesties of our age, uh, you'd remember that we've highlighted on here several times that they pulled the honey bear, which I think was our favorite. And, um, I, you know, in some sort of attempt to, remember what that was like or get something that was equivalent. I think I actually bought that one before. And I remember thinking the same thing. Like it is, it is a good sour. It's, it's, a you know, above par compared to other sours, but it's just not, it's just not the honey bear. And I, no. I really don't understand what their reluctance is to, to bring that back. It sounds like when I had my little Instagram message tiff with the guy, sounds like there's some that are, they're more regulars, right? They have their year in, year out, all season. And then it seems like their true seasonals are seasonals. Get it while you can, get it while it's hot. It's coming, it's going, it's never coming back again. It's just a, it's kind of a fad thing, right? And, and I, you know, there is popularity to that because there, you know, scarcity does create more demand. So, and again, more business models are going to that and it's working out well. So it must be working well for them to keep doing that. But um, I'm still hoping some more, you know, peer pressure, social media blasting, stuff like that. Maybe we can get a one-off keg or something. Never know. But um, yeah, Martin house, we tried. Well, Thank you, Stephen. The yep. so the the beer that I wanted to talk about was the one that Stephen mentioned, and I still got a couple in the fridge, so I'll um, I'll probably enjoy that again at some point. Maybe not on a future pod, but it's the the New Belgium Atomic Pumpkin, and um, it's uh, apropos that we were talking about the the Honey Bear from Martin House, which was a I think it was a, a mix of like jalapeno, pineapple, and and honey, honey. And so it's, uh, it was in it, you know, it, if you haven't had a spicy beer before, I would encourage you to, there's just something interesting about that, um, heat that kind of comes like at the, at the back of your throat when you're drinking and it, and it lingers there and you, it really, I feel like accentuates the, the beer. And it's, uh, it's one of those, uh, you, you know, we had many layers of flavors on Saturday when we were at Stephen, and and it's one of those things where it's just that nice layer um, that you get on a beer, and, and maybe it's not what you would think of first to to mix it with peppers. But this um, this atomic pumpkin, I'll tell you, you know, for maybe as bad as Sam's doing on their R and D. Um, New New Belgium's doing a great job, and they've they've got a really great line of IPAs and and hazies even, and just um, this this entire uh, line that they've come up with. And so this is Atomic Pumpkin. I I saw it, and I'm you know I'm addicted to to pumpkin stuff. Like I I treat myself to the um, the pumpkin cream cold brews from Starbucks. I've got you know a few different bags of of pumpkin coffee in the cabinet. And so I saw this one, it was relatively, it might've even been August. Um, if not early September, I saw it on the shelf, grabbed it. Um, cause I, cause I do like the new Belgian products that's been coming out recently. And, uh, it was, it was really good. And, 
you know, atomic or I'm sorry, pumpkin beers can like we saw with the Jacko pumpkin can either be not great. And sometimes they're mixed with a stout and they're a little better, but there's a, there's another one that we had, which is called Wasatch. And that's actually pretty good. Like it was a, unlike the, the Jacko pumpkin, it was, it was the, the pumpkin I say was more tame. It was much more of sort of a regular beer with pumpkin hints, but this atomic pumpkin It's like if especially if you like spicy or spicy beer at all, even if you don't, it's just that like that mix between this the sweet with the pumpkin and then the heat with I'd have to look at which which pepper it was, but I, I feel like it's dialed up a bit. It's not your it's not sort of your standard pepper. It's one of those hot peppers. Habanero. And Yeah. uh, is it a habanero? Okay. And and it's great. I I think it's quite repeatable. um in terms of drinking and uh yeah if i saw a six pack of that again i would get it and i would say for this season it's replaced the the oktoberfest for me and i'll be i'll be taking a page out of steven's book and uh, replenishing and looking to stockpile some of those away for the upcoming winter before Yep. the pumpkin season the great pumpkin season's over Yeah, it, it is to me that'll be the you know when Houston has those four nights this fall where it dips down into the sixties, fifties, crisp night. You can sit outside in a chair, enjoy it. You know, maybe little nice stars in the sky when it's not just lit up with you know Houston skyline and all that kind of crap. It, it is. It would be the perfect. beer for a crisp cool night sitting outside by like a fire pit that's it that that's the beer that you want It's going to get cold soon. I, I I feel it, and they're they're anticipating a very cold and wet winter down here. So get ready. all right bring it it's about time it's been a long I know. time since we've had one of those maybe Yeah. I'll have to break out if I have to break out my heavy jacket more than a handful of times like the last five winters I'll consider that a cooler, Okay. a colder winter because the last Cooler. couple winters I've broken out my heavy jacket less than five times. Well, it for, we had a serious freeze last summer. I mean, last winter and the winter before that. So, I mean, Yeah, just yeah, that be was ready. that was two of the times I broke out the jacket. Oh, uh, okay. But Yeah. I mean. Well, it looks like, at least in my neck of the woods up here, it looks like, according to the weather.com uh, monthly calendar, it looks like it's going to start dipping into the... 60s around the middle of the month in the morning Oh, so baby. so we've recently had a shift from <clears throat> low 80s high hundreds to low 70s high 90s so it looks like mid-october we're gonna go 60 to 80 Mm-hmm. and then end of october will be 50s to 70s so um summer's holding on pretty good here this year but yeah it's Weather's a little unpredictable, so I'm not going to ask for anything this winter. I'm just going to roll with it and hope one day it's a little chillier. Go out and enjoy that beer. Come back down to Stevens, get some of them wings and the, la the, the layers of the flavors and load up on some winter beers. All right. Uh, <clears throat> quick update on... other sports in the, Mm. the other the wide world and uh, in, in potpourri if you'll recall that segment let's start with f1 so 
uh, Verstappen ends up setting <clears throat> a new record um, where he won 10 straight races. And uh, so that's, that's never been done before. Now, this reminds me of, um, and maybe, you know, think about Terry for a second, just for a comparison, <laughs> or Ter- Terry's world. Yeah. Um, if you recall, when Joe Paterno retired, he died shortly thereafter. And you're thinking, mm. well, you know, how does that happen? I feel like there was something here mm. where after he got to the 10 wins, he lost. It's like, how does that, like, it just felt like mm-hmm. uh, he he got to that record and then something changed mm-hmm. mentally or I don't know, you know, maybe it was somebody in the shop, maybe somebody mm-hmm. on the crew or, or somebody else just messed up on the prep because they all sort of said, we got to do everything perfect to get to that 10 straight race. And then after that, we can mm-hmm. sort of let go, even if it's subconsciously. Um, but he's guaranteed to win this season. There was some rhetoric that a change had been made um, to the the race that he ended up losing in terms of regulation or, or something. Uh, but then he ended up waxing some serious ass in Japan. So um, <laughs> just just this last race and he was back. So I don't I don't as he said, I don't think there was anything to that. No. So um, we'll see. This, this sport continues to be kind of a real snoozer um mm-hmm. year to year and it's just uh i'm with steven on this one not a fan of the dynasties in f1 i need i need a little more parody uh in my opinion they got to do something but who knows maybe the guys in the in the back office or front office or side office are looking at the numbers saying we like what we see with the dominance and we'd rather have that than than have more parody i don't know yep. congrats to verstappen though for a great season. Mm-hmm. NCAA football. Oh yeah. So um as you as you know, our teams here on the, the pod for college football, Purdue Boilermakers and uh Oklahoma State Cowboys both really bad this year. <laughs> hey, we're five hundred right now. Did you I didn't end up it was a long day on Saturday. Did uh, did Oklahoma State end up losing that game? I feel like that's a loaded question, but yes, we lost. But I, By a I had all... we came back. We made it a game. It doesn't and... matter. Nell's now, and you okay. shouldn't lose to a dog trash team like Iowa State. Wow. <clears throat> now I was being sincere, Stephen. I didn't. I, I guess I could have looked it up, but I figured um, we're here to talk. So. Um... <laughs> Never the, know uh, with you. Sometimes it's a little under the table, you know. Not loaded at all. I feel your pain. I I'm really thinking Purdue's only got a few more years before they get cut. Like, is there something where you can get cut out of football from a conference but <laughs> kept in for like basketball? Because that's, I mean, we're getting yeah. pretty close. It's not great. Uh, you know, maybe 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 we'll end up being in the same same conference or something. Um, I was going to ask you all if you believed in the Colorado hype. <clears throat> I think maybe mm. that question was answered by <laughs> how badly they got beaten by Oregon. Yep. But you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they they bounce back. But it was definitely some sort of like fantasy um, to what they had experienced up to this point in the mm-hmm. season, up to that Oregon game. You you sort of, I mean, they had me fooled. I was thinking. 
they got a chance against against Oregon. You know, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders got them rolling on all cylinders, and then um, is like they they weren't even. It's like they were D two or something when they ended up playing Oregon. So we'll see how many more wins they get this season, especially against quality opponents. But I'd I'd say they're, you know, any hope of them being like in the playoff or doing something special, I'd say they're they're not really that special. No. But And again, I think as we talked about, or I think I talked about it with y'all is it's Dion's fourth game in, in D one in a power five mm-hmm. conference, like with all new players that came from all over pretty much True. 90%. Right. So they weren't supposed to be at the levels of Oregon in this week of USC. They're not supposed to be there. If they were there already, Wow, holy cow. But, I mean, they're not supposed to be there. I think the biggest problem was there was a lot of hype. I think the hype, the bar got set too high because it is Dion because of all the guys they brought in. But I think this they needed this to reset their bar to be realistic. By this time next year or if he's there in year three, yeah, I expect the, the Oregon-Colorado and Oregon-USC games to be electric and mm-hmm. down to the final, final minute. But – in game four of year one in first year power five, it, it shouldn't. Yep. I would have liked them to, to keep it competitive and get a couple touchdowns, but at the same time, it is to me, this is what you they should have been expected. They won one game last year. They're awful. Yeah. They were awful. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if the record viewer viewership continues with the with the Colorado games. <clears throat> College football looking pretty interesting right now, including the Pac-12, which is going to end up um, breaking up. So that's that's kind of um, ironic, if you will, that they're they're getting ready to break up. But they're they got several teams, including USC, Oregon, I think Utah as well, mm-hmm. having pretty mm-hmm. good years. Washington State, maybe even they're they're four zero. A lot yeah. of teams in the top twenty five that are undefeated right now. Um, including uh friend Terry's Penn State they're currently six depending on which poll you're looking at so uh, Georgia Michigan Texas Ohio State right now we'll see uh, how the rest of the season plays out I haven't looked at the slate of games this weekend but last last weekend was was pretty tough to beat so hopefully we've yep. at least got a you yeah, these these weekend. next two weeks, this weekend and next weekend, are a little little light on on good games, but hey, uh, it's still college football, right? I got oh, the yeah. perfect I got the perfect supplement to your sports viewership. If it if it if it requires kicking a ball around the field for ninety minutes, that ain't it. <laughs> well, hopefully, it doesn't involve the Americans getting their ass kicked all over Rome for oh, three days. Baby. Okay, and and as I mentioned it during the live segment of episode forty and forty point five, Stephen likes his <laughs> European golf early on a Saturday. So, oh yeah, this is the the best one you're going to get all year, Stephen, and I'm right. looking forward to that. It'll be even earlier for me. I'll be on West Coast time, so I'll, oh, I yeah. will need to get up very early to enjoy it. But I'll, I'll catch the you know the afternoon. Uh, four balls, foursomes, whatever they're playing. I'll catch the afternoon segments. Don't go to bed. Mm-hmm. Catch the early Stay part. Awake. Get a um, snoozer and wake up and see. You don't want to miss it, we'll Stephen. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Okay. 
DVR. English Premier League. So uh, our teams, uh, if if you remember, let me ask. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you remember because you both mentioned it. So Mark has Burnley. Oh, yeah. I have no clue who I have. Oh, oh really? My Hold on. Wait a minute. Don't you really can't remember? Really? No. I have no clue. God. Oh, but man. I this go, hey, go get your jersey that you bought and look at ass, I imagine that they are they are bringing up the ass end oh my gosh, of the uh, – what what's their standings called, Mike? The, ta- the tables. The tables. I bet they are bringing up the ass end of the table. I guess that means the kid isn't oh in the mail. Gosh. No. Uh, you really it? don't oh, remember? God. No. You have two teams up in the old. Uh, so I got, I got born. Uh, I got uh, Nottingham Forest. They stayed mm-hmm. in. All right, yep. I kept They're them. In. Yeah, but who's my other one? So oh, we sh- we should have done this portion on Saturday because mm-hmm. the, ta- the table looked a little less shoddy than it mm-hmm. does right now. Okay. So so let me give you the three teams that are in the bottom. Sheffield United. Oh, I'm Luton Luton Town. Burnley. There you go. Oh, a yeah. Luton Town. So Luton yeah, Town. Yeah. I mean, need those guys. So that down I just there, had to look at the tape, but I remember it was something <laughs> weird. Luton Town. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they are. They cur- They currently each have one point this year. And uh, not bad. Not bad. And compared to Man City, who's six and zero and has eighteen points. So I'm disappointed will... that we didn't pick the Wolverhampton Wanderers yeah, as a team. That's... I wonder what those jerseys look like. Mm, spectacular. But I don't I think bet. they're going to have to worry about relegation with Luton Town <laughs> and, uh, well, she... and uh, yeah. our other teams. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is going to be fun, guys. We, you know, last season we were pretty lucky because our, yeah. our teams, Fulham, Nottingham, and Bournemouth, if you know at least performed well enough to not get relegated, that may not be the case this year. So we have a real Ick. horse race yep. going on with yep. with our three teams this year. Uh, Steven, any any chance you're going to get some kit? Um. Hmm. Okay. Well, we no. know what to get, Stephen. For what's your Christmas uh, is coming. What's your EPL jersey size, Stephen? Um. According to how Europeans wear it, I think I'd be a five XL. <laughs> Medium um, you ever see that old Hulk show when he used to bust through his clothes? That's what that's what yeah, you're gonna look like. Yeah, if I got my standard American size of XL, I'm pretty sure that uh mm-hmm. yeah, things would be poking out where they shouldn't be. Oh family show. Family <laughs> uh show. tennis, so Jovac Novak Djokovic, get that right. Uh, He's 36 years old. He ends up winning his seventh Wimbledon, another dynasty. Uh, Federer happens to have eight, in case you're counting. So it does seem like – I I remember in tennis, I thought when you hit 30, you were pretty much toast, at least growing up. And now with Federer and uh, Djokovic, seems like you can play – well into your mid, maybe late thirties. Um, so we'll There's see. Hope for us yet. Yeah, hope for you yet, old man. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, he keeps on. Novak keeps winning there. That's seven total. Um, <clears throat> Major League Baseball. 
So I was going to ask you all what happened to the Rangers. I mean, other than the hey, fact that they just – They're what? in first. They're in first. Now, they are in first. Uh, 250-game season. Uh, uh, got Only got a few games left. So they're, they're week or currently yeah. two and a half up on the Astros and three on Seattle. So it's that's a that's a shootout coming down to the end. Mm-hmm. Right there. But um I I could I don't really care either way about the Astros. I would be um interested to watch Texas in the playoffs. So I hope that Me too. Uh, I hope they can hold on. I just I'm excited about no oh, what? You mean like both teams in the playoffs? No, I mean Ted the Rangers, I'm sorry. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just because I I've seen the Astros, I've seen that, I've seen yeah. them. I know the players, I've seen them on TV. I'd like to see Bochi and the Rangers on TV mm-hmm. in the postseason. I think that'd be fun. I to just, watch. Is, go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say I'm impressed with the Orioles going from this worst to first kind of thing, and I'm also thrilled that the New York Yankees eliminated. <laughs> that, that makes yeah. me happy. I it, mean, it does. Get out of that it. you pay the most money and you mm-hmm. guys can't even just sniff even the wild mm-hmm. card. But for me, I'm I'm okay with the Rangers. You know, if they hold hold, you know, top of the league there. But here's the thing is they can't wear those god awful mm-hmm. Ed Hardy affliction Dude. looking awful jerseys. They should be burned. The players yep. should strike. And yep. the fans should not show up if they wear those. Those, those are, are the worst-looking uniforms I've ever seen in the history of sports. And I include the WNBA in that. Oh, yeah. Wait, those are terrible. What does it look like? Have you, I've sent you they guys got, pictures like, They're called of like them. the TX. They're, they're like yeah. – they, they got like TX on the front. They're like uh, – oh, I think yeah. they call them their Texas. I don't remember. It's what their hometown them. something garb. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It looks pretty plain. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you uh, – it's, it's like the Texas license the plate. Affliction looking. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's. Affliction. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's like the Texas license plate. It's like, okay, let's design the Texas license plate. Mm-hmm. Okay, done. Yeah, this one kind of looks the same. Um. Yep. So by the time we meet again, should be into the, the postseason in baseball, which is which yeah. is always pretty exciting. Was it December, January? Should be wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. January. Mr. January. Real quick, just to wrap up here, Stephen, do you have any thoughts on, uh, as it relates to the NHL, on Mike Babcock? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that was interesting. That was uh, – sounds like he's been doing that a while. Sounds like what he was doing is having players come into his office, mm-hmm. show them what was on their phone, to kind of see what kind of guys they are outside of the ice rink, you know, and just kind of – make sure that they're clean and all that and kind of interrogate them a little bit. I, I think here's my thing. I think that the intent was good. It's just, Hey, off the rink, I can't control you. I'm no longer, I'm just your coach on the rink. So mm-hmm. be good because if you're bad, then, then we can't have you on the rink. So I think the intent was good. How he went about it was bad and uh, ruffled some feathers and all that. So poor guy, but same time, time for some new blood. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wasn't sure how you felt about him, but I know my nephew said he's kind of persona non grata in hockey. Persona non grata. Lastly, NFL underway as well. I, uh, Stephen, I still can't really tell what how much. I know you like college football. I can't really tell how much you like pro football, but um, 
Cowboys looked like they were world beaters. Then uh, they kind of regressed last game. They also lost oh. uh, Diggs at, I don't know if it's safety yeah. or cornerback. Seems Not like good. that mm-hmm. may hurt him a little. Plus, something for the happened. season. He's out for the season. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, the NFC East had a bit of a renaissance, I would say. You know, it used to be trash, right? Like seven and nine. I forget what Steven said. He had a hell of a joke. Was it was it, was it like seven nine and one or seven eight and one? Uh, was a typical record in the the NFC East, and mm-hmm. now the teams are teams are pretty good over there, especially Philly. Uh, last few years, so I think yep. the Cowboys you know, started out um, looking really strong, but still going to be a pretty pretty tough season. We hope Dak can stay healthy. Should be interesting. Um, I'd say it's it's a bit too early, um, just given that it's really, in my opinion, more like the National Injury League. You know, you had Rodgers went out. I just hate seeing all these injuries, man. I was I looking know. forward to Rodgers, uh, especially in Bilichick's division. And, of course, he goes out, <clears throat> I think, first series uh, in the first yeah. game for the Jets. Fourth, mm-hmm. yeah. fourth first play. series, fourth play. Out for the season. They're yeah, still saying crazy. he's he's going to come back, but I just I sucks um, when injuries ruin things like they have for Dak. So we hope that they stay healthy. We hope most of the stars stay healthy for the season. Uh, probably noteworthy that Miami put up seventy mm-hmm. on Denver, um, so they're they're looking pretty strong. But in my opinion, still still a bit too early in the season. But I'd say Miami and San Fran. And, you know, for Terry's sake, you probably got to say Philly, too, just because they're undefeated. They're looking like mm-hmm. some early yep. favorites. But we'll see. We'll see how things play out. And for the Swifties, we'll say the Chiefs, too. We'll say this. We got two AFC, two NFC, right? So we got San Fran, Philly, NFC, Dolphins, Chiefs, AFC. We'll, we'll call that our two two betting favorites right now. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're going to bring in the Chiefs who are two and one, you probably got to bring in the Colts who are also two and one. So, hey, Gardner mm. Minshew, Gardner Minshew is to mm-hmm. me the best backup quarterback in the NFL. So ride him Ooh. as long as he goes. Better than Dalton? Man, that... In my opinion, yes. Okay. You call right. Dalton a backup quarterback? Hmm. I think I he know. is a backup, isn't Back, he? He is a backup quarterback. Carolina? I don't know who their, their starter he was. But... Starting the other day. Oh, you start well, but but he well, is the backup. Bryce Bryce uh, oh, Young okay. is All the right, starter. That's fair. By your that. definition, yeah, yeah. Mark, a, a backup quarterback can never play. Oh at, my gosh! Here we go. If the primary goes down, mm-hmm. outside. Uh, all right. <clears throat> well, we'll agree I'm with you disagree. though. I, I, we we kind of we kind of glossed over it. I am a huge fan of my team winning. I don't like it when my nemesis team wins. But the point being, I don't like it when people cheer for injuries on the other team. I will never do that. I never want to do that. In we'll college, like injuries. No, no, like uh, Mike said, and, and he's not. No, none of us do. I hate seeing other players go down with injuries. Like, I want to see the best of the best play, yeah. Yeah. period. If I want, to, I want to win and I want to beat the best. I, I mean, I got some putsy friends that will be like, man, I hope he gets hurt. And I'm like, Why? Like that's terrible. Like I want to, I want to beat them at their best. Period. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Anyway, friends on blast. Just, yeah, I'm just like, come on, guys. Like I don't want to. I don't want the other guys to get hurt. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's crap. I, I, okay. I mean, I, it sucks that Rogers went down. I don't know. Anyway, that's all. I know that yeah. was about five minutes after you already mentioned it, but I hate it when people cheer for injuries for their opposing team. I'm like, that's crap. Why would you want to do that? Anyway. We never all. endorse the root against here. No. On weekend <laughs> workmen's. Never. Root against is okay, but when it's root against and oh, you can like root injure against. for that, that's yes. too much. The root against plus injury, yeah, not acceptable. No. Yeah. Okay. Have you, Stephen? Had you have a you had a chance this year to catch a Nance Romo? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, I always do. I always do. Okay. Oh, Jim. Oh, oh, Jimmy. You know, oh, Jimmy. Oh, I mean, Jimmy. He is, he's just. Uh, I mean, okay. if he would tone it back again, he's at a, he's at a ten. If he was at an eight, I think it would just go up. It would, oh, yeah. it would go up just a hair. That's I forget the, the game that's... I saw, but like every time they cut to them in the booth, I feel and no one can see us other than our viewers. But it's like Nate, Romo's always adjusting something. His collar's a little off. His tie's undone, and they're like, "Oh, hey, Romo!" And you, like we're cutting to you, and he's like trying to pull his sleeves down. He just looks a little. Disheveled. I think he's just. I think he's up there. He's in the game. He's mentally there. He's ready to throw back on the pads and throw an interception (laughs) or something. Uh, I think uh, I don't give a damn if he's not prepared. I think the best thing that happened to him was that mix-up they had last year. Because I don't like any of the rest mm -hmm. of them. I don't like Tarico with Collinsworth. I don't like Al Michaels. Looks like he is aged terribly. Oh man. During that Philadelphia game, he welcomed everybody yes. back to Veterans Stadium. Veterans Stadium. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Terry. I mean, oh great stadium. Gosh. A lot of batteries on the field, but come on. And I don't man. I don't even know what's going on Monday night with two games oh, every time. Please. And I kinda like it though. I kinda like it. It's nice because to Amazon me, Prime all the games, on Thursday, it's all over. When there's all the games on Sunday, you can't keep track. So it is kind of nice that you got an early oh, one to kind of get you go. started, a late one. It's it's kind of nice. Like, don't get me wrong. I think if there's a single good Monday night game, great. But it's kind of nice having two. Okay. I wish Dennis, there were two Thursday night games. I just we have night. watered down the announcing in my book, and we are digging deep into the well here, pulling out people that shouldn't be announcing high school football games to to announce some of these games. And I'm like, you guys are just making this worse. So I, ugh, it's so bad. One. There hadn't been a good Monday night game, single Monday night game in years. Two, you just need yeah. better technology, Stephen, so you can have your multiple games. <laughs> I think we experienced that when we were there. <laughs> that my one piece of feedback for you is you got, you got to work on the tech so we get the the multi stream going. I know a guy who knows a guy who works there. So we know a guy, okay. but going back to your Monday night comment, you said that there's not been a good Monday night game. I raise you Thursday night games. Thursday oh, night yeah. games are dog trash and they're almost unwatchable. <laughs> it's always the two worst team, worst performing teams that just happen to be playing that week. The game ends 13 to 12 and you're like, how did mm-hmm. they come to this? Why did I watch a six field goal game? What happened, right? Mm-hmm. Awful. Thursday night okay. games are the worst. Okay, big boy. So tomorrow we got It'll be good Lions. One. Lions. Oh, yeah. Packers. Lions Green Bay. Finally. Monday, you got Seahawks v. Giants. Which, so would you mm-hmm. rather watch Carol and the boys 
or Lions? See, Lions I'm, all, I'm still old school 80s. I mean, even before this, Jeez. like my dad and I would watch these games. You got Packers, Lions, Bears, Packers, Cowboys, Eagles. Like these were the old school matchups. I like I get excited about this. I have no clue if those teams are any good, but I am excited because that just evokes or invokes, I don't know what the right word is, memories of the good days of rivalry. So I'm in. I'm watching. Yeah. I don't know I'll if it's be watching. Be. I oh, like yeah. I think it's at Lambeau. Again, Lambeau oh. Field, grass field, the way it should Maybe be. Maybe some on. snow falling. Oh yeah. It's gonna be chilly. Lions are favored by a point. No, not really snow. Get out of here. It's September. I don't know. No, but, but Lions. Oh, Lions. Is that, we, is that, no, is that Lions. your uh, new uh, is that oh. maybe a new segment? Giving Lions. us the line here and who to, who to bet on. Taking the points, huh? Okay. No, give it a points. Uh, oh, giving the points. Oh, one yeah. and a half. What's well, a one? Oh, yeah, one, oh, one oh, and a half. Oh, okay, it's gone it. up. One to one and a half. Yeah. Wow. Count. All right. It's <clears throat> enough potpourri. A okay. uh, little bit of flavor country here. So we were going to talk about uh, Stephen's chicken with bones. I thought phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There were mm-hmm. layers of flavor. Um yep. On with these, what some people might call wings. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen was out there laboring in the heat. He had the smoker mm-hmm. going. He had four or five different kind of rubs. He had a few sauces. He even had a, what were you calling it? Bacalo? What was that special oh. sauce you were calling? Barbacuffalo. Barbacuffalo. Little barbecue and buffalo mixture. Little half and halfsies. But what the I thought, and I was also the, wearing it too. Uh, the a little mishap right. bringing it in. The had the, the Baltus Royal shirt back. on. Yeah, yeah, that went down in the first yeah, quarter. That first wasn't good. like Rogers. Yep, it was uh, it was about a half after Mike got there. Mark was a little late, so it was only about ten minutes. After oh, okay. here we go. <laughs> yeah, Guy stops that, at a grocery that's why store. We're going to part two here, I Give believe. Our, yeah, okay. Mountain time, Mark. Uh, did that come out in the wash? Uh, that. On that uh, I washed it the first time and I still saw a little <laughs> schmutz. So I put it back in there and I need to go check on it and see how oh, it's doing. No. It's ain't drying. Oh, no. Not good. Hey, yeah. worst but case, it, third time. And and I felt like, and th- this was incredible. Like you could, it could have been Haddocks versus Bobby Filet. Like you had what you called two different wings, two different types of wings and rubs. <laughs> But you were like, there are differences. And I'm like, my, I don't think my palate was sophisticated enough to find out the difference. But, hey, that worked out for me because I had to try each of them about 10 times. Uh, Mark, Mark had about 40. But I oh. had I probably had to try a few times. I, I have not out. eaten since Saturday. That was so good. I ate so many wings. Oh, mm. baby. That was good. Good. I'm glad y'all enjoyed it. Glad y'all finally got to taste a little something on there. It was delicious. Well, I'm excited for the next time. Again, it'll be a mm-hmm. larger hunk of meat. It's going to have to mm. be on there a little bit longer. Again, okay. we'll, we'll I, get something good rolling next time, too. All right. And and <clears throat> Mark and I'll do a better job of the accoutrement. I, maybe I'll do like a uh, peanut butter pie or something just to, oh. yeah. Just you can't go that. wrong with the black and white cookie and some Doritos. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they were they were they were a five out of ten. Those weren't great. Not, not my favorite black and white cookie. Yeah, that's better way you relate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I now here's here's another interesting thing that I wanted to note, and I think this is our this is our ticket to retiring. 
So oh. Stephen is currently or about to be in litigation with a major <laughs> um, food chain. Yep. So we we happen to have football on in there, and and I I can't believe I didn't see this. I've been living under a rock. Uh, there's a. Well, you don't have TV. That's right. I, yeah. <laughs> it's true. But there's a a large sandwich that came up on the screen, <laughs> and Stephen paused it with his wizardry device. Somehow paused live TV, and we looked at it, and it was a Chick Fil A sandwich. Um, looked delicious. It had and it had quite a bit of uh, pimento cheese mix that was on top of the sandwich, and yep. um. I guess Stephen went to enjoy the sandwich as what I, it's also got some jalapenos on there. looks dynamite and some honey and um, apparently went to the, the local Chick-fil-A and they didn't really put on as much pimento <clears throat> spread as it looked like in the commercial. And um, <laughs> so Steve, yeah, I mean, Stephen had a chance to talk to the manager, sound like it didn't go too well. He kind of got the runaround about exact measurements used and, not, mm-hmm. you know, not really the Chick-fil-A hospitality way mm-hmm. that you would be used to. And then that and mm-hmm. then fired up, fired up Haddock. So he's uh, I think he's going to try and take down Chick-fil-A for a little bit of false advertising. And I um, I encouraged him to recreate the situation. Stephen, go go and get three yes. sandwiches. Put different amount of different amounts of your own um, pimento yes. spread on there, and then compare that to the commercial. Yes, what I would try to do is I will like your point. It's a two ounce, uh, a a two ounce scoop, according to the manager here at the Creekside Chick Fil A. I'm going to put that on there, see what that looks like, and then I'm going to recreate it with what was on my sandwich according to the picture and then i'm gonna scoop that back in and see how mm. much that fills up i'm gonna say that was not even an eighth of an ounce um or, or excuse me that if, if it's a two ounce i'm gonna say that that was three-fourths of an ounce is what i got and just say i've done the measurements i've done the scientifics i got screwed and we're coming for you, right? This is going to be full Kramer. I'm going to go full Kramer on this. Mm. And what I, the thing is, I feel really bad about it because it's one of the last remaining yeah. quality fast food chains from the food quality. It's always consistent minus this time or two. Uh, the people are great. I mean, just top to bottom, it is consistent. Again, the only thing in Dogma is being close some days, but I, I get, I get why. You know, you always seem to want it on Sundays, but it's the last remaining good one. I hate to go after him, but you've done me wrong, and the manager had an attitude. Mm. So they got I'm coming pockets. for you. I'm coming. Oh, yeah. I'm coming for those ankles. <laughs> now, I had we had we not had to end early on Saturday, I was going to make a reference to you being like Kramer. Now, do you have do you have a particular episode in mind? Because oh. I have one in mind. There, it as soon as I started to say it, like I knew that there were Kramer references right off the top. I can't. I mean, I the the most obvious one is um. Oh my gosh! I'll give you a hint. It has to do with a greeting. Oh, it has it, it has to do with a greeting. He goes into an establishment, and they. 
and they greet him. Okay, well, we don't have yeah. all night. Oh, but the, okay. Well, I was thinking. To you. Okay, yeah, I know. You're I was about. thinking of the episode where he goes into the bank and the bank says, "We'll give you a hundred dollars if you're not greeted with a hello." Yep. And the guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. and, the like, and then the rest of the episode, he makes it his mission to. I think he ends up getting like fifty bucks or something. Yep. From uh, Milton from Office Space, but. Well, speaking yeah. of that, I'll be quick. Is the next one I'm going to go after is, is Dairy Queen because there's a if you get a blizzard, they're supposed to flip it before they give it to you. Oh yeah. And there's been a couple times the lady's been distracted, and I and I kind of said, "Ooh, gotcha! It's free, right?" And her eyes got big, like, "Oh shit, I screwed up!" And I was like, mm -hmm. "Just kidding!" Like I've been just nice, <laughs> like, "Just kidding!" I, you know, it's on me, kind of a thing. And I'm thinking they're, you know. But next, I'm going after Dairy Queen. If, if this successful Chick Fil A, I'm going after oh, Dairy yeah. Queen next. Coming for you. You're going to be a corporate raider before long, just like hey, taking companies money down. Money in it, you know. You can sue for anything now. So, yep, it's, it's we're going for it. Just be a part yeah. of the solution. I love it. He all he also goes after uh, Big Tobacco, and I think he goes after yeah. Calvin Klein um, the, as well. So yeah, you're you're right. Kramer's kind of the original. Yeah, Jackie Charles. All right, uh, let's wrap up this evening. I'm going to give Marnak a chance. So, Ryder Cup this weekend. Uh, it's been 30 years since um, the U.S. has won on European soil. So, they're they're in Rome Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Question mm -hmm. for Marnak, who will win the Ryder Cup? I mean, you're, you're, you are not going to catch me rooting against the United States of America. It's our time. It's our country. It's our passion. Period. And I'm not going to start now. So, you know, I think we've assembled a great team. I think the Europeans have assembled a great team. I think they might have made a mistake or two by not pulling in a couple guys from Live on both sides. I think one or two guys from the live oh. tour might have been left off uh, and they might, you know, might have been a mistake. I, I'm thinking DJ, right? Uh, maybe one or two guys. Um, but, man, I think they've both got great teams. I've been reading a lot and getting amped up. I am not going to get up at 1 a.m. to watch. Oh. I talked to my dad about it this morning. He's like, you getting up? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, I mean, I might record some, but then again, I, I know I won't watch it, right, the recorded version. So I'm going to watch, you know, I'll get up at – I'm a five o'clock riser most days. That's just what I do. So I'll, I'll catch it five o'clock Friday and Saturday and Sunday probably. Um, uh, I'm going out of town this weekend with uh, some old college buddies, attorney brothers to catch a, to Atlanta to catch a Braves game and a Georgia Tech game. Mm. But I'm starting the days by watching the Ryder Cup. I do like it when it's in, in Europe. It's fun to watch, get up a little early. Um so to my answer, the United States will win or retain the cup. That's my answer. I, I want them to win. I'm speaking from my heart, not my head. I think the Europeans have got some pretty deep, deeper talent than maybe some people realize. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think they're 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 better than folks might think. I I believe the U.S. will win or or retain the cup. So that's my my take. Okay. Yeah. I like your I like your spirit and patriotism. Absolutely. Hope you're right. And I'm proud to be an American. Oh, that's right. I'm gonna round it out with some okay. local knowledge. 
going to start with the old man. What are your thoughts for the week? Oh, the man, it's been week. a... It's been a little while since we've talked and we've given you my loaf of knowledge, but both of the boys here on the pod know uh, some of the opportunities that I've had with my teenage daughters here of late, just with uh, minding their P's and Q's and, and what have you. But it all comes back to, uh, you know, you got family. Um, uh, you have very limited time with your children. And so those of us with kids, those of us to you boys that are maybe thinking about kids, uh, love them, understand that, you know, you're not going to have them for a lifetime, uh, despite some of the challenges there. It, it is one of the greatest blessings we've got. And uh, don't get frustrated to the point of missing out on some some really enjoyable times with your kids. Um, it's easy to do and want to just go do your own thing. But uh, my wife and I are very good about making sure that we don't miss out. Um, that's one. And I think, you know, I should have started by saying it goes without saying, but I'm saying anyway, cherish your loved ones, even if it's your children and they forget to call you and tell you where they are. And you, you stay up later than you should because you're trying to, anyway, it's cherish your loved ones. Kids can be both a headache and a blessing. Um, and, uh, and boys, it's been, it was really fun this past week and I enjoyed that. So, uh, I, that's my other encouragement. Don't forget to spend time with your friends. Uh, it, 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 it's a blast. That's me, local knowledge. All right. Enjoy. Are you you're, are you making that trip solo? Uh, to no, uh, my my. Oh, you mean by myself from the Snyder family? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's sons uh, sons ball and chain. Okay. Oh, Balls geez, and chains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you you enjoy. Enjoy I'll keep you posted. Be careful. I'll, yeah, yeah, I know. Let lead city. Yep, yep. <laughs> Stephen. Uh, well, kind of teeing off what Mark, you know, what Mark, you know, said was enjoyed with hanging out with y'all. That was our first kind of uh, on location half mm. half pod, right? Point uh, five. Uh, really enjoyed that. So hope we do that more often. But really, I'm appreciative. Because when I'm around new folks, I learn new things. And I appreciate Mike for showing me this new atomic pumpkin I enjoy. Mark for bringing <laughs> over the Paradigm Oktoberfest, some oh, new yeah. great one. So for oh, me, yeah. it's about, you know, getting together, learning something new and some new beers that I'm going to try to go out and squirrel away to enjoy. When we actually get our fall, which is in December, these beers yeah. will be long gone. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to squirrel them away so I can enjoy it in our <laughs> fall, which starts about December 8th. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's smart, right? Cause smart. you're going to, by, by the time you get the fire pit going, you're, you're not going to have any fall beers no, left. They'll be gone. And then I'm just on like, you know, Shiner Chi or something. And, and Hey, you know, that's I a good beer too. Six pack. Mm. I know I can only do about a six pack of those before I'm like, okay. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's me. Really glad we got to do it on site and excited for doing them more often now that we're all in the mm-hmm. same general vicinity. I know mm-hmm. between Cypress and Conroe, it could be two hours, but you know, we're all in the same general vicinity. Yeah, well, it's a good thing you're in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Less cleanup for me. <laughs> um, so, thank, Stephen, thank you for hosting. Uh, that was the Absolutely. perfect setup. Really like your setup. Um, despite, despite Mark thinking you don't have <laughs> bathrooms and 
yeah, whatever else. But uh, what are you talking about? Next time, Mark gets whatever. Good to see you settling nicely um, into marriage with your lovely wife. That was Mm -hmm. uh, just very nice, very nice home you got there. Beautiful dog. Like that was just that was the the perfect setting. It was a it was a perfect Saturday. I look forward to doing that again. And uh, you know we're in some rare air here with forty. Mm-hmm. 40 and a half episodes i don't remember the <laughs> statistic Stephen had thrown out but we we were already in some rare air with with 20 mm-hmm. or 30 so looking looking forward to another 40 to the 40th uh <laughs> episodes to come that's a lot i got a little bit of a bad feeling about zj uh captaining the u.s team in the Ryder cup um i i hope to be wrong but obviously this is his first time, whereas folks like uh, DL3 um, and, and I think now Furyk and Stricker have done it at least once. So those are some repeat captains, whereas ZJ's first. So um, we'll see. I'm I'm also heading out of town this weekend. I think all three of us are. Um, I'm, I'm going to southern Colorado, going to get a chance to see some some leaves change so i'm oh yeah beautiful super super excited for that um maybe even going to a little little oktoberfest somewhere in the mountains nice. so that's going to be fun bring your lighter hosen steven i am giving you full authorization to do the the route against um against europe so you okay. you have our full support mm-hmm. I'll, I'll root against 11 of the 12 i like victor so i'll root oh, against 11 me of too the 12. Yes, it's gonna be tough to root against him. I'm a big Rory fan. I, I'm, I'm, I just like these. Guys. I mean, a lot of them are very likable guys. I mean, so it's period. And most of them live in the United States, uh, or you know, uh, Arbor or whatever his name went to Texas Tech, and still. Anyway, yeah, it's t- the Europeans. There's some good guys on that team. Did did Otagui end up making it, Stephen? Otagui, no, he didn't. I mean, no. that's that's what shows you. You can't always trust the rankings. You can't trust the media. Otagui and the point standings, it's all for nothing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then lastly, I I agree with Mark, cherishing the loved ones. Uh, you know, I certainly miss the family, especially mom and dad. Um, you know, but what? What can you really do other than keep a good attitude? Which I'd say, Mark, mm-hmm. you, you know, you do a great, great job of that. Always in a good mood. Be nice to people. Um, I'd say, you know, both of you do a, a really good job of that. And so, uh, that's that's about all you can do and control. So we just uh, and, and I certainly enjoy taking the time doing this. I, you know, this. Unfortunately, the pod maybe hasn't taken off the way we thought. So this this pod's for us and Terry. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> hey Terry, I have hey, Terry. Yeah. Hey, hey Terry. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I and I'm gonna cherish that memory, that fine day at Stevens, and and look forward to doing it again. So that's gonna do it. Another one in the books. Thanks everyone for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Safe travels. And uh, see you next week. Take care.